It's Anissa Lachey. They was dying by my calling, now they peeping away. Hey guys, it's Anissa Gettinet, and we have a special guest today. Charmaine, the owner of Females Who Flip. Hey, Charmaine. Hello. Hi, everybody. So, um... I don't know if I can say this, but I'm your first guest. You are my first guest. So we finna pop our cherry with some real estate business, pretty and paid, pretty and profitable. Pretty and profitable. Okay. Yes, yes. So hey everybody, I'm Charmaine, creator of Females Who Flip. Um, I created Females Who Flip probably about three and a half years ago. Um, But I've been in real estate for 11 years, starting out as an intern for these two investors. Um, and then females who flip came along because people were asking me how am I owning property? Mm-hmm. Um, how was I able to be a realtor? Um, how I was wholesaling? So I created females who flip and now we just educate. We flip property together. Um, I have realtors on my team. So uh, that's a little bit about females who flip. Nice. Okay, so let's just jump right into it. Can you tell me what you were doing prior to real estate? What was the thing you were doing prior to? I was, um, I have always been an entrepreneur actually. So I, my very first check, tax check from my son, um, I ended up buying some shoes wholesale and selling them on Twitter. Mm. So that kind of started my entrepreneur journey. Okay. Um, But I was working at the bank, Chase Bank. I was a student loans rep where I was basically helping them get funding for school. Okay. Um, And then I went to be a teller And what really got my financial situation going was because I was was working at a bank that was in a high volume area. It was like Mm. entrepreneurs, but I didn't even know entrepreneurship like Mm -hmm. that back then. So they would come in happy, paying their mortgages, and I'm just doing their transactions. Mm -hmm. And then one day I get transferred to a bank that's in the hood mm-hmm. that I was from and it was like the worst day ever. People was coming there and they're arguing, mad they had overdraft protection. Yes. Like the situation just was different. So I just basically learned from that and yeah. applied it because I never wanted to work with them people again, even yes. though they were people from my community and mm-hmm. people I grew up with. But that little situation really changed my life. Like Yes. And before I ask you more questions, I find it interesting and I have... I see this thing now, this like thin underlining in all successful entrepreneurs mm-hmm. in that what they were doing before they actually were doing what they're doing, it they were exposed to it. Yep. You were exposed to entrepreneurship. You had an understanding of it. Maybe you didn't know what you were doing or why you were there. But there I did was not expo- know my why. Yes. But you saw it and mm-hmm. it really clicked. Something clicked, right? Yeah. That's what I notice in all entrepreneurs. It's some. It's always a certain situation or something that mm-hmm. really like brings the entrepreneurship out of you. Yes. You probably not going to understand it until you face with that situation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I noticed. So I like that. Mm-hmm. I like the story because I find that people you could be working, mm-hmm. but it's the exposure to freedom or entrepreneurship, and then it's you become when you actually jump out and do it. You're like extremely successful. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So what inspired you to become an agent? So. Because I know you have retired agent. Yeah. Yes. So I became an agent because the investors I was working for, um, they needed 
a realtor because they were about ready to retire from buying multiple property and okay. they wanted to sell property. So I didn't mm-hmm. get licensed. I've been licensed for seven years, okay. um, but I didn't get licensed to really be a regular agent. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I got started, I was always on the investing side mm-hmm. as an agent mm-hmm. because I was already in real estate working with them. You had the mentors. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. So um they talked me into getting licensed just to help sell a lot of their stuff mm-hmm. and, well, a lot of their homes, not yeah. stuff. So um, I got licensed and I was like 24, I think, at the time oh when I got God. licensed. And I made like maybe 50, 40, 50K my first year just as a, as an agent from yes. that money. Mm-hmm. And I was still getting money from working with them mm-hmm. and my entrepreneur. So it was just, it was multiple streams back then. Yes. And I really didn't understand like the systems I had to put yes. in place or the business. I didn't understand back then, but yes. now I can look back and say, wow, like I was doing that back then, but I just didn't have the proper setup. So yes. they influenced me to get licensed. That's good. Yeah. One of the things you just said, it made me think about, um, it's really not about how much money you make. And we mm-hmm. always say that, right? But one day, it just clicked for me about currency. Mm-hmm. Money is like, when we talk about cash flow, like once we really understand the way money works, not just making it, but we understand how it works, it's something that clicks, right? Mm-hmm. And then you end up hearing comments like, you're doing too much, you're doing this, you're doing that, but you really understand that it's a currency and it continue. it's something that has to continue to flow, not stop and go. It's literally like yeah. a flow, right? So that's funny you said the doing too much thing because <laughs> when <laughs> when I was thinking about getting licensed, um, my mom was like, okay, you just doing too much right mm-hmm. now. But I didn't even look at it like that. But yes. you know what? We really, we're not doing enough. A lot of times people who tell us we're doing enough, they're not really doing enough. Not like enough. Yeah. we can do so much yep. in a day mm-hmm. besides that nine to five. And I want to do that. Like yes. I want to have the freedom to be able to do too much. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's not on here, but what does your day look like? A typical day. And I know it changes Ooh. because you, you know, but what yeah. is a typical day? A typical day, um, I usually get up at like five and okay. I stay in the bed to like six scrolling, getting mm-hmm. my content ready. Um, so I get out of bed at six. I okay. get a good podcast going. Um, I'll probably straighten up, make my bed, you know, wait for my gratitude alarm to go off. Mm-hmm. And then I'll check my emails, um, get my day started, talk to people on my team, my Mm -hmm. social media manager, my assistant, the lady who does my back end, I'll handle all that. Then by noon, I'm probably taking like a lunch. Um, And then about one, I'm running errands. Usually at three, I'm done for the day. She sounds like the profitable Proverbs 31 woman, y'all. She sounds like her. So I talk about the profitable Proverbs 31 woman. And one of the principles is like, she delegates her task. Absolutely. Right? I don't That's all do I heard. I heard Mm-mm. systems. I heard intention. And there is something about when you, oh, you didn't say it. Someone else said it. They were talking about being an investor is not about doing it. It's about becoming. Mm-hmm. So there is a level that you reach that you realize I have to delegate. I have to have systems and I have to have time for myself. And yeah. that's literally what I just heard. 
in that, and that's what I talk about. And I think because I work for those investors as their mm-hmm. intern early on, they yeah. had me going to the tax sale for them, managing their properties, yes. wholesaling their properties. Then they wanted me to get licensed to... So they were delegating so much to me, and yeah. when I couldn't do it, they told me, oh, well, you need to hire somebody to help you do this because we need to get it done. So you just followed their instruction. You exactly. didn't even know what they were teaching. At all. I had no idea. Coachable. Coachable, yeah. But I was young back then, so I yes, had no idea. Right. I, coachable, yeah. Yes. That's the word. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. All right. Um, so what made you pivot? into flipping properties versus the long-term and short-term rentals? So I started off actually flipping property. Oh, okay, okay. That's how I started. And then um, now that I've reached a level in my business where the money isn't really an issue, now mm-hmm. I'm just holding on to the properties mm-hmm. um, and saving them for retirement or when my son needs to go to school or it's my 401k basically. Mm-hmm. I don't have a traditional job, mm-hmm. so the properties are my 401k. Right. But yeah, I started off flipping because I needed the money up front. Yes. There's so much I can say. I'm just, <laughs> I don't want. Are you in real estate? So, yes, but there, so I talk about, I'm like, as you're talking, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about the principles that I talk about. Okay. And so there's a framework that I talk about in regards to being pretty on paper. So the first thing is like being able to have your credit together. And then leveraging your credit. The next thing after that is becoming profitable. Mm -hmm. But the next thing after that is provision, which is you're setting things in place for the future. So you just said it. You're like, money's not an issue right now. So the next thing that I'm thinking about. So as you're mm -hmm. talking, I'm just seeing someone in real life from my thoughts to an actual person, like the things that I am teaching women, like, okay, first things first, get your credit together, get credible on paper and then leverage. And so- there's levels, and I think that, you know, as black women and as black people, we've only had about 100 years of ownership. 100 years. And the other years was mm, us being that's property. Deep. You know, it's yeah. us being property. Mm-hmm. So to, to jump from being property, having, you know, banks like Chase Bank and J.P. Morgan insuring bodies of slaves and then going into owning property but not just owning property, but going to the next level of thinking about the next generation. It takes a certain woman to do that. It takes you understanding what you did, how you did it, and now you're extending it out to think, okay, for the next generation. Mm -hmm. And so as you're talking, I'm just like, I'm seeing it in real life because I think, I feel like social media is good and is bad because it doesn't give a lot of context. Yeah, you just get what's on the front line. You just get what's on the front, but you like you just told me your story. You were mentored by some people. They retired, but they gave you, they literally poured into you Yes. who you are. And I think a lot of people think mentorships are like these courses and this, and I'm Mm-mm. just going to walk these properties. And it's like, no, you have to sit with it. You know, you have to Years. do the, right. You yeah. have to do the dirty work first. Mm-hmm. You got to do the dirty. And I think that Instagram removes people from the reality that you have to do the work first. Absolutely. They want the result. Mm-hmm. They want the pink and the this. And yes. the, you know, they want all they of wanna that. They want to see that. But what we need is like not on social media, honestly. I mean, yes. the the pieces and the parts and yes. the, the learning is there. You know, people giving away so much free game. But yes. The actual sit down is not on, it's not on social media. It's not. And you can't get 
and become that person by just watching. Amen. True. So true. And you know, it's kind of like you gotta if somebody do. sit and watch somebody working out, you almost feel like you did it. You did not work out. Mm-hmm. You just watching it. But you know, some people just need motivation. Like yes. some people are just in that motivation. Yes. I just recently learned that learned that. Okay. Some people are just like in their motivational phase, they can't do nothing right now but get motivated. Mm. And then some people are in that do phase where they just ready to do and execute. And then yes. some people are in that phase where they just ready to give somebody the money to do it for them. But you got to mm. figure out, yeah, you got to figure out your phase like, and really see if that's the phase you need to be in. But I think the people that want someone to do it for them, you have to have a certain skill set. Something to bring to the table. Yeah. Yeah. Someone can help you do something, mm-hmm. but then if you're not the person to continue it and manage it, it mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Ugh. Spicy. <laughs> so, so how can real estate bring you multiple streams of income? And I saw your recent post. I, I loved your recent post because I don't see people saying they bought you bought a home cash free and clear. Mm hmm. And then you're like, what business can, th-? like, we don't take the next step. To be there. They just say the typical, oh, put a uh, tenant in there. Mm-hmm. So what are the streams? So um, there are so many streams mm-hmm. in real estate, but I do have a multifamily and okay. it's zoned for commercial. Okay. So what I ended up doing with that space, it has a billboard there too. So not only am I getting, yeah, so not only am I getting oh my God. money from this multifamily, I'm also getting money from this billboard too. Um, but I ended up posting about it, like, what should I do on yeah. social media? And someone ended up turning into a barbershop. Wow. So he has now, he ha- it's a upscale type of barbershop. He's currently fixing and building it out to be his own. His own and that's what he's going to do. But the other tenants, they live upstairs. Yeah. So he'll be downstairs. And then um, that billboard is on the side. That unit probably brings me in like 4000 a month. And I purchased it. A year ago, today it has a hundred thousand dollars in equity. Equity. Mm-hmm. So it's. So I talk about that. I talk about the woman that is not just because we. I think as women, we not as women, but I think the culture says, make the money, buy some stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But I talk about the property. What kind 31, of stuff? Right. <laughs> buy the bags mm-hmm. and the, the you know, and I feel like that's the that's the first goal mm-hmm. for women. To be able to to show that they have arrived, which I don't believe there's any arrival mm-hmm. point. But when I talk about the Proverbs 31 woman, she was a woman. It says that she made sure that her dealings were profitable. That means everything, everything she, she did, she with... was calculating her ROI. Mm. I need to do that more did. often. <laughs> I need to do that more often. But... But you are doing it in the sense of you bought a house. Absolutely. Yeah. And you didn't just put tenants in it. Your next thought was, how can I bring cash flow? And a lot of people think real estate, we're talking about real estate, but businesses is just as much of an asset as real estate mm-hmm. when you think about it. And sometimes this too, because sometimes we can start or we can buy a profitable business, mm-hmm. start or buy a profitable business, and we don't necessarily have to flip a property. But we can buy real estate and hold on to it Mm -hmm. and let the money from our business grow. If we have a profitable business, we can use that money to invest in real estate, not necessarily start a business in real estate Mm -hmm. or go to real estate school and work Mm -hmm. a job and be a realtor, but just using that money to buy a multifamily. Exactly. Or 
buying a single family home mm -hmm. or get in with partners and buying an apartment mm -hmm. building. So mm -hmm. it's just working smarter, not harder. Like exactly. I always tell people, like I be on live talking about real estate and they be like, um, do I have to go to real estate school to get a license? I'll be like, girl, oh, I'm trying to no. tell you how to be an investor. Exactly. You want to work another job. Exactly. Because that's the next, that's what's been taught. Yeah, that's but no, step. you don't need it. Right. You exactly. need the, They don't care if you're a felon, if you have, they just want the money. If you got the money to close the deal, they want the money. They let's get the, the credit together. Exactly. Let's find the money. Let's buy the real estate. I think for some people, they lack strategy. In execution. That's In so execution. true. execution. Mm -hmm. You know, when you talk to people, they, I have, so my field, um, one of my businesses, I'm dealing with a lot of nurses. Okay. On paper, yeah. they're a great client. They make money, they, you know, good money, but a lot of them don't understand how to leverage. Mm. They don't understand how to leverage. But what the, can you leverage as a nurse? You think like because I'm paper, used to that. Their their cat they they make a lot of money. Oh, so, so I'm using saying their that money, they can buy property. They can absolutely. leverage their license. They can start businesses. Like you know, a lot of them could buy houses and turn them into assistant living facilities. Ooh, you know what? That's true. So leveraging <laughs> they your, have the skill set. Leveraging your license as leveraging a nurse. Leveraging your license and the money that you make. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I teach that too, telling my realtors how to leverage their real estate license. Yes. Working with investors, not just the traditional buying and selling clients, working with property managers, yes. having your own property management company. Another, that's another stream of income in yes. real estate. So that's so true. Lever if you went to school, you pay money for that license. But school is not teaching you to leverage. No, it's not. It's just getting you licensed, right? And to stay in your lane. And so yeah. when you teach them outside of that, it's like, it's kind of shaking their mind up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Well, how am I going to do this? Or what about my health insurance? And it's like, just leverage what you have right now. <laughs> like, see how it works out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's a good point. Yes. Leverage whatever you got, even if leverage it's not whatever a you. Yes. Like I, I'm not a nurse, but I have a nursing assistant school. Mm -hmm. So some nurses will ask me. Like this lady came. I was doing my physical exam for my life insurance, and she was like, she came in. She's drawing my blood. She's like, oh. This is your school? And I said, yeah. She says, are you a nurse? And I said, no. She's like, well, how do you have this school? Mm -hmm. Like, it, She couldn't fathom how you I was can do not. that. Right. And I asked her, I said, um, who owns the hospitals? Mm. <laughs> not doctors, mm -mm. nor their nurses. Mm -mm. And she was like, oh, I didn't think about that. I said, who owns the skilled nursing facilities? Mm. It's crazy, but Jeff Bezos, he just launched a real estate app. I don't know if you heard about it, but it's called um, Arrive, where you mm -hmm. regular people can invest into properties. If you need extra, if you have extra money, you can put the money in one of the properties. In three years, you'll get the money back at a profit. Oh, he's creating the investment. Yeah, and he's not a. And he's not in a realtor. He's not in real estate. He's well. He's in real estate now. Right now, right. <laughs> but he didn't. He's not licensed. He don't know a thing about real estate. I'm sure. You're right. It's leverage. Mm -hmm. And what he has is community people. people. Yep. <laughs> right. So, yes. Um, so your investment group focuses on women. I love that, mm -hmm. by the way. Um, we need we More need it. Yeah. Yes. We More need women it. in this industry. Yes. So why should women specifically prioritize ownership? Why do you think? Wow. Because the money will go so quick. Like, that's really the main thing. Like, mm -hmm. especially once you have kids. 
I only got one kid. I don't I see five. how I don't see how people have it. It's so expensive <laughs> for this one. Like, of course that support yes. system is major, but that's the main thing because mm-hmm. inflation, we got we got a leverage. Like mm-hmm. inflation is gonna eat our saved up dollars if you just let it sit there. So that's probably the main thing. It's because we have to get ahead. This is not on here, but do you think that people are really paying attention to what's going on right now in the economy? Nope. I think they just think it's back in the days when it was another recession. Or I just think they, I know they feel something, but um, I don't think they know how major it is. Like, What do you think is going on? They are deleting the middle class. You either going to be rich or you're going to be poor. Mm-hmm. And I am around people who um, are on both sides. Like I have family members who are on mm-hmm. Section 8, who've mm-hmm. been on Section 8 for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm around people in my circle. I don't have like any rich family members, yeah. but I see people and I hear them talk. And most of my family is the middle class or mm-hmm. poor. Mm-hmm. And that that is not going to be... A thing anymore. I don't think they understand that. I and think they think if I keep working, I keep making my money. But no, you keep working, you're going to live paycheck to paycheck. Yes. That's it. Yes. But some people are okay with that. Are they really okay with it, though, you think? Yes. When you give well, they people like an opportunity, poor? no, they don't think it's poor. They think when it's life? When you give people an opportunity uh-huh. to do something outside of what they're doing, they will say, I just want to stick to this. I don't want to do any more, anything more than that. Yes. They like being comfortable? It's not comfortable, but it's their... Com- it's their lifestyle? It's their comfort. I, I don't understand it. Because you're an entrepreneur, but I just think that... I think people are not getting what's happening, mm-hmm. you know? It's I, serious. It is It's so... Like, nobody's talking about it. I mm-hmm. have. I started talking about it about a year ago to Mm -hmm. my community. And I started to tell them, I said, hey, you guys, I've been studying the Great Depression. Mm. Um, And I told them. Do you think it'll get that far? Oh, well, I'm going to tell you. There were five things that led to the Great Depression. The first thing was the global pandemic, which was the Spanish flu. We had that. It lasted for two years, right? Mm -hmm. The second was um, high unemployment. We had that. Check. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, The third thing was um, war. Did that. The fourth thing was global trading stopped. And it did. And what was the fifth thing? The fifth thing was like an addition. Was it inflation? Oh, yes. Interest rates went up. So it's a repeat. So that was, and the reason why I started studying it, my great-grandfather, he's the first black race car driver. He's still alive. He's 98 years old. And I was talking to him during COVID and I was like, Grandpa, are you worried about this? He said, I'm not worried about this. This has happened before. And I said, what's he talking about? He said, they had the Spanish flu, lasted for two years. And I'm like, wait a minute. So I went and I started studying the Great Depression, like really reading it. And what happened during the Great Depression, is uh, President Hoover knew um, they they raised interest rates, right? He already knew the economy was going down the drain, but they didn't want to announce it really until they changed over presidents or whatever. So the mm. president that was campaigning was President Roosevelt. I think it was Roosevelt, and he was saying he was campaigning about the New Deal, 
we got a new deal. We're going to make, you know, America, whatever this. But it was something that Hoover said that really struck me. It was, okay, so um, October 29th, uh, the stock market crashed, right? Mm -hmm. And then he says something like, if anybody doesn't have confidence in the American um, in the American economy, they're foolish. Well, Joe Biden came out and said the same thing not too long ago. Mm. So the stock market crashed. Oh, that's what it was, the stock market crashed. That was one of the things that happened. And so stock market crashed. So what they did, all these people, all the consumers, regular people lost a lot of money. And President Hoover put in the policies for the banks to start giving money to who? Businesses. And we did that. So everything you said is basically a repeat. Right. So where do we, it's like, where do we go from now? Something is going to come from this. But the only thing that's different that that's not, that did not happen in the 1920s is the uh, currency, the okay. digital, digital currency. Digital currency. Um, yeah, and I think it's a little bit different now that we have all these ways to make money. What? <laughs> you think it's different? I think it's different because it allows people to make money other, other ways. Globally. Yeah, but yes. some people are still stuck, like you said, on that 9 to 5. They're not yes. branching out and looking at those other ways to make money. Mm-hmm. And you have to, like, you have to, you have to follow the trend of the yes. new world. Yes. Like, or you're going to be left behind. But there were people that were left behind in the 1920s. Let me tell you what did happen in the 1920s. So Donald Trump's dad owned grocery stores um, in Queens, New York. Mm. There was another guy named uh, McCullen. McCullen worked for Kroger's and he told Kroger's, he said, hey, Instead of selling apples because of inflation and mm-hmm. the apples, one apple was expensive, like let's say $3. He mm-hmm. said, instead of selling it for $3, let's do it two for three. And they were like, we're not going to do that. Like, no. So he went and opened up his own grocery store and he did two for three. And he made a lot. millions of I dollars, bet. right? So what he started doing was buying his competitors' stores. And that's where I kind of got the idea of boring businesses. He started buying grocery stores during what was the Great it? Depression. Boring. Boring businesses. Okay. So he bought the grocery stores, mm-hmm. his competitors, and Donald Trump's dad, Fred Trump, owned the grocery store. He bought Fred Trump's grocery store. Fred Trump took that money and he invested in real estate. And that was the start of him. Getting into the industry? Yes, in 1920. Wow. Because people started liquidating. They were selling their homes for way less than what they got it for. Like, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's a cycle. It's not that mm-hmm. it's anything new. I just think that people are not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And and there's nothing, honestly, I feel like uh, why I'm so, and that's why I love what you do. I think that the best thing that we can do is to create a community for people. When you make the call, mm-hmm. they hear it and they respond. Absolutely. That's it. That's mm-hmm. all you can do. And you have to know when it's right for you. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So I love that you're doing that. Yeah. Um, so what are some creative ways women can find the money to invest in real estate? Wow. So we I just had some investors. Um, one of my investors, she used business credit card. Okay. So we liquidated that. Mm-hmm. She used um, a personal loan. She had like 5000 saved up. 
she only needed to put in eighteen thousand, so she okay. had like eight thousand on a credit card. Mm -hmm. She had five thousand saved, then she got a personal loan. Okay. Um, but you can use mortgages, mm -hmm. um, hard money lenders, the Burr strategy. Mm -hmm. Um, you can get ten home loans on your credit as mm -hmm. long as your debt to income will approve you for it. Okay. So you can. It's so many ways to get funding. Mm -hmm. The money is really not the problem. It's finding the properties. That's the hardest thing in real estate is finding a good deal. Yes. Because they go and so knowing quick. How to knowing how to calculate the deal. Yeah. Knowing how to calculate mm -hmm. your rehab and mm -hmm. the cash. Knowing and the numbers. Knowing yeah. your numbers. So that's what I teach um, inside of my community. I have a yes. eight-piece investor kit. It teaches you how to find the deals, how to purchase them, how to do nice. the numbers. It teaches all of that. So can someone that's a beginner that knows nothing about real estate can come in and get a property? Absolutely. With yes. that kit, if you study it from cover to cover, you're going to leave with a property. And like if you apply it the next six, seven months, if you have the credit and capital, of mm -hmm. course. But mm -hmm. yeah. OK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, OK. So besides real estate, mm -hmm. what are you involved in? And are you involved in any other like type of investments that yes. you want to share? So, because yeah, sometimes we don't want to share everything. Sometimes you don't yeah. need to share. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because mm -hmm. we're doing some transactions right now. I'm like, we can't talk about it. None of your business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, that's true. Yeah. So but um, right now. I just switched my company from the investment firm to VentureCo. Okay. And what that is, is allowing my investors, my kit holders, my realtor to be a, my realtors to be able to unleash their ventures and actually structure that business to be able to go buy the properties or really pour into their business so they're not working in their business every single day. Yes. So we set up the systems and the strategies. Um, me and my best friend, we went on, in on a business last year okay. um, and we sold it this year for right. uh, 17000 mm -hmm. So I love that space because it's quick and... Selling if, businesses? Yeah. I, that's I... So, yes... Yeah, if you have, if you, if someone it's is just like real estate, it's just like the equity in the business can it's, go to to someone else who is I'm glad ready that for that. This. Yes, yeah. I'm yeah. glad that you said that because yeah. I start CNA schools. Okay, so for your clients, for my clients, okay, and you know I charge a significant amount, but when I realize, I'm like, wait, I'm giving them a good R, like I'm giving them a business they they Return only on have to create one yeah. time. That's it. And you just keep going and going. So, yeah, I changed the way that I looked at my own business when I started, you know, consulting. I was like, OK, let me back up. I don't need to consult anymore. I need to build this, you know, mm. out. So that's why I was So saying, you retired that position. Consulting? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not yeah. a coach. And I think that's very important <laughs> for us to. I'm not a consultant. To, yeah, I think that's no. important for us to retire certain. Yes, aspects. In our business. Yes. Like, okay, I've done this. You, right? Exactly. I've done this. Yes. I'm done with it. Let's move on to yes. where I'm really needed at now. Exactly. Because I felt like I was giving such a valuable business um, and it wasn't being valued or seen the way that I was positioning mm -hmm. it for them. I'm okay. like positioning it, but you're not seeing it. So I'm like, why don't I just keep building them? Mm -hmm. And then people can just buy keep them. getting. Yeah, it's real. It's it's really it is real estate. It's it's a is it called a private equity? You're a private equity investor. You have equity in other businesses. You sell them. You're a private equity investor. So we can look at real estate in so many different ways yeah. using the same principles mm -hmm. in real estate. Yes. Yes. 
That's what's up. <laughs> so, How yes. long have you been doing that? So my first school, I started in 2018. Okay. This is like, and this is what we talk about offline businesses, because I was an entrepreneur prior to like any sort of activity that I knew was going on on Instagram or Facebook. Okay. And I think that that, I also believe those entrepreneurs are different mm -hmm. from, you know, mm -hmm. the artificial market that yeah. was created. Recently? <laughs> Recently. Okay, yeah. I think it's, I call it an artificial market. Wow, I never looked at it like that, but that's It is an artificial market because we had the most expensive thing, which was people's attention. And those people had money. They didn't know what to do with if it. If you didn't build yourself up during that time, that was the best time. That was to the do best so. time. It was the best time. It was an artificial market. People were able to have access to money they never had access to. Mm -hmm. They had time they never had before. And, and they were locked entrepreneurs in. had everyone's attention. Wow. So, but I was a like I was an entrepreneur prior to this. So I think that the tenacity that is built, I think those people that were business owners prior to will be able to sustain this new wave that's going to happen. I think that absolutely. Me and my friend just had different. that. Yeah, we just had that conversation. Like right now, this era that we are in is only made for true business owners. The people that know what they're talking about. Yeah, I said that too. Yeah, we just had this conversation. Yes. This week. Yeah. Invest Best because Weekend. Remember I was saying like you you were you were working for someone, but you were mentored by um investors, right? You know, you yeah. had real estate. So is the that way why that everybody's going world, back to work? Yes. Yeah. We just yes. had this conversation. Yes. Mm hmm But there is something inside of you, the exposure that you had, you can't unsee. No, not you at know all. what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I do. I feel like this time is for us. Yeah, Where people that really know what they're talking about. And I just told her, we were talking about, um, like, things we wanted to buy and stuff. And we were talking about, like, everybody's going back to work. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I told her, like, that's not going to be us. Like, we have been doing this too long. We don't have to worry about, can we afford this? Mm -mm. Can we do this? Because mm -mm. we have the knowledge to, the to keep going. Set. Yeah. It's, it's nothing that we can lose. Mm -hmm. So yeah. You might change your business. You Absolutely. Might make some changes. But again, mm -hmm. like I said, like McCullen bought, he was starting to buy grocery stores during the great depression. Donald Trump's dad sold his grocery store and got into real estate. Yeah. But it's the skill set. It's the skill set. You can't lose that. So can't if you were it. a microwavable entrepreneur that came up, you can still make it, but it's going to require you to really sit down with somebody who's been doing it. Yes. To you're gonna have to become a student, which we always yeah always be students. Do. Yeah, yeah, but that's so that's so that's such a good point. Yeah, but uh, I started it in 2018, uh, my first school on Crenshaw. And um, it was a brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. um, it was a partnership. Didn't work out well. But that led me into the online space. So I actually created the online curriculum prior to the pandemic. So I started a online CNA school right when, the, like, when right before. Yes. Yeah, so okay. it was like the perfect time. But yeah. um, 
So, yeah, but but again, that failure of the brick and mortar with the partnership allowed me to see what was needed and how to create a business with less overhead, which is I'm always thinking like that. Yeah. How do you create a business that doesn't have a huge overhead? Right. And so I think the the work that you do and the mistakes or what what people would call failures are actually just positioning you for the next step. The next step. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> right. So the business that you had on Christian, you don't you don't have that anymore, or you still it's still it there. Too? Yes. Okay. So okay. I parted okay. from the the LLC, um, but yeah, it's still, still there. there. Okay. Um, all the schools that I've opened are still there. I think for me, you're just helping your clients now. I'm helping them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I'm also removing myself. I just said, I realized that the what I want from people is excellence, right? So I feel like I'm a commander of excellence, but I'm not a coach. I'm not going to go on the sidelines and go, hey, you need to do this. Mm -mm. Do you want it? Or not. You know what made me get there, though? Um, I realized that every miracle that Jesus did, he never forced himself on people. He always asked them, do you want to be healed? And when I saw that, I said, oh, I'm doing this wrong. Like, I felt like I was pouring out too much. It's either, do you want it? Do you want it? Yeah. Do you want to be healed? Do you want this? And so... That's a different position from, you know, and no shade to coaches or anything like that. I think everybody has their thing, mm -hmm. you know, but I think the way in which I think and how I'm trying to get people to be profitable, it's more dealing with people that are ready. Yeah. And I don't want to, you know, You're my not mentor a pushy says, salesperson. No, I, I'm not a salesperson at all. Oh, okay. Like I'm more like, what's up? Yeah, so I'm in the sales industry, but I'm not a pushy salesperson yes. at all. It's like, I think do you do want sell. it? I think or we do sell. You know? Yeah. You sell yourself, mm -hmm. meaning, you know. Um, but my mentor said this. He says, if you have to drag him in, you got to drag him out. Mm. And I just said. Mm. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> and I just said, I don't want to so, And those be the worst clients to have. They are the, let me tell you, the clients that, that understand they know, okay, what time do we meet? Okay, this, that is just very simple. Kind of like the analogy where you talked about the bank. Mm -hmm. Going from one bank to the other, and you're like, yes, I love my people, but it's not, I don't believe anymore that is our job. And I think we put so much on black people, black women too, to go back. I think we should go back, right? Like Harriet Tubman went back, but she went back for the people that were ready to run. To come, mm-hmm. And I think we have this guilt where we're like, oh, I need to go back. But we really need to have people step up, you know, to where we where we are, where we are or where we see not even right where we are, but at least start to climb yeah. mm -hmm. and then let's go. Yeah. So are you saying only work with that type of. That's it. That's it. I don't like I don't have the language anymore to, to convince you to have a good life. I have. It's not in me. Yeah. So I the when I, somebody Ooh. says I I had I had said well you know what let me not say what I'm not but I had told someone I said I'm not a coach and yeah I'm not but a that's consultant. so true like yeah we're not it's time to do it's not it's enough have, classes enough ebooks that we need to enough, pass this down to yeah it's time to execute like listen my son he's 18 he plays football at University of uh, Washington full scholarship all of that. I am meeting with him every month to go over his credit. Like he has a 750 credit score. We're positioning his credit mm -hmm. for business credit. And I'm sending him deals so that he can learn how to read them, like how to calculate the numbers. And I give him. Because football's going to 
Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, we can when, get you passive plan? income mm -hmm. before before next year. Yes. Like, why are we not so? Like I went down to Seattle. Um, I just went to Seattle before I came here and I'm meeting with his teammates. It's like three of them. They're like, can you teach us how to invest in property? I'm like, yes. Where's your credit? Like, let's do let's this. Start let's start there. Do yeah. But why would I be coaching grown adults who are not ready, who they're just not ready? Why would I not spend that energy with your circle, with my, your son, with my your children? Family. Yep. That's you know the energy I mean? that you have to put into them. That's it. I'm a Nobody else. This. I'm not selling you on anything. I cannot. Yeah. The only thing, like, I'm more like Harriet. Like, what's up? You running? Let's go. It's a commander. Mm-hmm. Coach. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That is a, a coach. bar right there. I'm sorry. I'm just, I don't. That's what's up. That's so I'm true. I'm not on the sidelines. I needed to hear that. Yeah. Even though I, yeah, I needed to hear that so that I can say it more. I'm a doer. We, I am. I'm a commander. I'm not a coach. In our space, yes. do you want it or not? Do you want it or not? Let me tell you the scripture that it came from. It came from, um, I think it's Second Samuel twenty-two two, and I had shared this with um, Nicole Privy. She, we were talking one day about it, but uh, it says that um, there were many that were in debt, in distress, and discontented, and they. Um, they followed him and he became their commander. Mm. They were talking about David. So there were these people that were in debt. Mm -hmm. They were in distress. And when I read it, I literally visualized what's to come. Mm -hmm. I said, in the next year or two, we're going to have people. Why are people in debt? Because of the interest rates going up. Mm -hmm. and all. Like they don't even realize mm -hmm. why their cards are maxed out. They don't get it. Before the interest rates went up, we had gas price. We had all these expenses that went crazy that we would normally not you know just mm -hmm. normal consumers and then you got the interest rate so they were hit on both ends mm. right so but they followed him and he became their commander mm. you know yeah so i said listen y'all can have the coaching space you can do the oh oh and come follow me no 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 this is what we're doing yeah if you want to become the woman, I just let's told go. my people that, like, we're not doing no more challenges. We're not doing. Let's just do it. Like, why? Why do we have to pump you to get to that space? Let's just lace our boots up. Let's just do it. And the people that come, come. And if you come. don't, you can see, and then you, you can, can decide. Inspired. Yeah, you can mm -hmm. decide when it's your time. But I'm not like you said. I'm a command. I'm. Not, I'm a commander. I'm not a coach. I am not. A I love that. <laughs> I love that. And I'm and I want other women to be commanders in their space. Mm -hmm. It's so much room. Like we need to take authority mm -hmm. of our space. We don't need validation. We don't need to people are like, we need receipts. We need to show proof. My work and my success it's is enough. my proof. I don't need to show you that I have a school, that I do this. And I, no, no, no. If you need receipts, go somewhere. You can once you follow. You will see. Right. Once you come, like I yes. had my program director come in town and she was like, I did not know you did all this. To so Atlanta or L.A.? She came to L.A. Okay. One of my program directors. Because um, she's she's actually, we're doing a business out of the country. So we're working on some stuff. And she said, I did not know you did all this. But you think I'm going to take time on Instagram to show you receipts? No, thank you. Right. You can come. When you come and follow, you will see. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's how you. That's <laughs> that's how we do that. Yeah, that's how you do it. So I really, first of all, I love you. I, I just fell in love with you today. So, um, but I really enjoyed this interview, and I want you to come back because I feel like we have more. Part two. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, a good one. It was good, right? Yeah, it went by quick. Yes. Um, but you know, I talk about being pretty on paper, where I connect uh, credit principles to beauty principles. Um, so every guest, I'm going to ask them, like, what is one of their beauty secrets? Or be- it could be one, because you're very beautiful. So just give us one little beauty secret. Well, I wish I knew how to do makeup, because I want to <laughs> be able to be my face. But I would say a beauty secret, I use toner every night. Okay. I use, I'm a collector of toner. Okay. I don't know why. I just like all, trying all different types of toners. So okay. That's a beauty. Is that, is that yes. good enough? Okay, yeah. What's that's your my... favorite brand? What's your favorite brand? Um, Dickerson. Okay. Cut the check. <laughs> uh, Dickerson is good. And then okay. the lady who does my facial, she has her own line. Okay. Um, bougie, bougie facial. Okay. Um, so I love her. Her skin looks good. Yeah, she's yes. really been getting like my skin together. Okay. And I love her toner. Um, Macy's Mac has a good toner. Okay. I'm a collector, so. Of toner. Collector like, of toners. This is new. I like toner. Okay. Okay. It just like, if you in a rush, you need like a quick, little wash on your yeah. face and just get your toner. Okay. Okay, get some toner, girl. All right. So get can you tell get some toner? <laughs> so tell everybody how to be connected with you and then you can let them know like what's your um Okay. What's your um, next thing? You can follow me on social media, all social media accounts, females who flip, YouTube as well. I'm trying to grow my YouTube. So um YouTube threads, do you got threads? I do. I'm not really on there that me much. Me neither. But. <laughs> but I made an account. So yes. <laughs> um, you can follow me everywhere on um, social media, Females Who Flip. And right now, my major project is getting my ladies together to flip property so nice. we can build the capital to buy an apartment building. Yeah. That's what I'm working on now. She coming back, y'all. Yeah, I'll be back. Can I bring them with me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so if you guys like this video, make sure you like, comment, and share. And then if you want some more details, just click the link down below. So thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Absolute thank you for having pleasure. me. Yes. All right, y'all. Peace. It's uh, Nisa Lachey. They was dying by my calling. Now they peeping away.